What's up, guys? Welcome back to Project Freelance, your podcast for all things freelance related. If you need tips for getting into the industry of photo, video, music, basically anything, any industry that you could want to get into that has to do with freelancing, this is the podcast for you. This season is all about guests. I wanted to bring guests on this podcast to not only teach you about how they've navigated through their career in their industry, but I also want to learn. So it's a little bit selfish, but hey, I'm sharing it with you. So if you guys want to reach me, you can find me at knagoniophotography.com. The same is on Instagram. It's knagoniophotography. Same with Facebook. All the good things. Hit me up. If you guys have any questions or advice, if you want me to talk about something specific, you can either find me over there on Twitter at knagonio, or you can leave a comment down below this podcast episode. Today on the podcast, we have Mr. Josh Balls. If you don't know who Balls is, okay, well, you need to, first of all, open your eyes. Balls played keyboard in a band called Motionless and White for a number of years. He's been in music for quite a while. Recently, he just parted ways with Motionless and White, and he is currently owning and operating multiple locations for his oddities parlor, The Strange and Unusual. If you guys want to check it out, hit him up online. Welcome, Balls, to the podcast. Let's dive in. Well, my name is Josh Balls. I am self-employed. I own The Strange and Unusual amongst other BS shit that I do, like work on cars and own houses and all the all the bullshit that comes along with being self-employed i guess yeah why why did you get involved in so many endeavors and like why did you pick those specific things um i think i kind of i kind of my dad is the same way uh when i was younger younger i really didn't get along with my parents i used to always live with my friends blah 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 my dad was always like scheming and this like how to get how to make money here how to make money from this and I kind of I guess picked up on that and I've always been like the survival type like everything in my life has always been like you know how do I survive and what what makes you know how do I how do I get to the next step in my life and what do I have to do to get there and you know I'm a very like I'm a very realist and a very very big on like like I said a survivalist so it's it's I, I'm the kind of dude that will, if you ask me to sweep the floor for five bucks, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to be proud. I don't, I don't have like pride. I don't have any of that, that stuff that gets in the way with a lot of, uh, you know, let's, let's just say like musicians and things like that, that think they're, they're too cool. Cause I'm definitely not cool at all. <laughs> Most of the musicians that we know probably aren't really that cool. No, you know? Yeah. True. They're just people. Yeah. <laughs> So talk about getting into music because that's been such a huge part of your life and it took you all over the world. Um, getting into music, I, I've, I've been in music my entire life, you know. I feel like that's what kind of, when you're when you're a young kid, that's what makes you, it, it kind of gives you life. I remember living, sitting in my bedroom, like, hating my life. Like, I had this six-disc six, six CD changer at my house and I used to have, uh, I remember... I had Queen's Greatest Hits. I had My Chem, I think Blink-182, um, and him, I think, like, on repeat in that thing. I would just let it spin and spin and spin. And it kind of, you know, it, it created a, a fire inside of me that made me just appreciate music and want to be uh, – because I, I, I just let go of everything. You know, when I listened, I was just like – 
man, this makes me feel so good. And I, I want to in, instill this power upon, you know, other people. And, and, and I remember just like going to the local, uh, music store and just buying the most garbage equipment and like jamming in my basement with my friends, like trying to figure out how to, how to do anything. I remember I, I actually sang in my first band and it was pretty terrible, but, um, but you gotta go through it. Oh, so bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just always been around music and, and it's always been a big part of my life, whether it's from listening to music, to playing music, to, to anything, you know, it, it makes, it makes drives better. It makes relationships better. It makes life better, you know, and, and might as well, you know, be a part of it if it's going to be a part of me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Music is, I think the most important language on the planet because it, it doesn't need a language, you know, like there are no barriers. There's nothing, there's no rules to it. A hundred, and I think that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you study music? Did you, do you have like any formal education in music? I actually, what's strange is I really, I don't actually, I, I taught myself with, I, like I said, I never had money growing up. So I always wanted to take lessons and my father couldn't afford it. My parents couldn't afford it. So I kind of taught myself little by little. And that's why I, you know, if you really tear, if you really tear things apart that, that I've written, it's not very complicating. It's not very like complicated and it's not very, it's not very crazy. I actually recently, after I left the band, actually started taking piano lessons and cause I don't, I'm terrible at reading music. So I actually am, uh, taking piano lessons now to be like classically trained, which is weird, you know, 10, a decade later. And now I'm taking piano lessons to further my musical career. Wow. And what do you hope to do with that besides, you know, obviously grow your knowledge and your skill, but like, what do you want to like get into a different type of like music? Do you want to just expand on what you already play with? I mean, it's, I guess the cat's kind of out of the bag a little bit. Cause I kind of released a little tiny bit of music on my page. So I'm kind of, uh, I'm, I'm playing music again. I never thought I really would. I mean, I always love music and I would love to always play music and, I don't miss touring, but I love, I miss playing music. So, you know, after that, it, it was a very weird year for me. And I, I, I kind of fell out of love with music and, uh, my friend Jake, actually, he, he, we've, you know, talked, he's, he actually works for black craft. He's like the best dude, the best human being in the world. And, um, I can also attest to that. Yeah, the best. He's a great guy. And, uh, you know, we talked about making music, talked about making music, talked about making, making music. And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm not there. And then one day it kind of just clicked and I, you know, I, I laid down some vocals. I did some, like, we did some, like, you know, producing stuff and it actually came out. I actually like it a lot. And I kind of like was stoked on music again for the first time in, you know, almost a year. So I'm, I'm kind of excited and. I'm going to, I don't know when it, or if we're going to release it or how we're going to do, or if kids are even going to like it, hate it. Like if they forgot about me, who cares? You know, who cares? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> who cares? Like, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think you're, you're pretty hard to forget. I, my friend. <laughs> good. Thank you. I mean, I, it makes, you, makes me feel better. <laughs> so tell me about, uh, the first time you went on tour and how, you know, your family reacted to that. Um, it was a long time ago. Um, I remember being in high school and telling my teacher, I missed so much of my, 
um, high school, my senior year, because I told, I used to tell my teachers that I was going on tour and like going to all these crazy places. And, and, and realistically we were going to like Virginia and playing like weekend shows and I would just not go to school and like fuck around, but I still passed. I still graduated, but I was like, I'm like the dude that's like a talker. I'll like talk my way in anything. But, um, I remember first going on these like little weekend warrior tours and playing to nobody. We used to, we, we would go and we'd, I remember if there's been times where we'd play to nobody and the and the, the promoter would be like, I have no money to pay you. And we're like, well, you need to figure it out because we can't go anywhere if you don't give us, I think it was like 50 bucks or $75 we were making, if that, um, to try to get to the next venue to play a show. Because I, I, I remember just, and but I loved it. You know, I, I, I miss those days because music has just turned into a business. You know, it's not, it's not a band. It's not, it's not music anymore. It's a business. And that's, it's heartbreaking, you know, and, and a lot of musicians don't talk about that because, you know, they're afraid that blah, blah, blah. And I can give two fucks. You know what I mean? I don't, I love music. That's and, what this is for. This is yeah. your platform to oh, yeah. spill all of your thoughts and feelings, oh, please. Great. Cause you're right. You're right. This, this, we need to have a conversation. We need to start a dialogue about this shit. It's, it's true. You know, it's, it's music has become a business bands just want to put out music to put out music and it's fair like i understand like i have friends that are like super into the punk scene that hate when their bands grow because it's not cool anymore but then there's you know but it's in retrospect how are you going to make money some of these people have families some of these people have relationships and you know homes and it's like if they're not making money if you're not buying the cd if they're not appealing to a mass community especially in our world of this you know the scene the warp tour world is if you're not making money how do you survive especially with four members five members we had six members like you know and then you have to pay this person that person and by the time you get home there's been some tours where we'd come home with no money and being like and then you get home and people like i remember my father being like oh you know i have no money can i borrow some money I'm like that i have no fucking money like what he's like help me pay my taxes or and shit bullshit like that and my everybody would come with our handout and i'm like and you can't be out with your handout because you'd be like because people just think you're this crazy fucking entity of rock star life and i'm like it's not like that i'm like tell me one place like tell me one musician that you know that is like comfortable like it's very rare very rare yeah no, I totally agree with you. And when did you go from, you know, being a broke touring kid to finally being able to, like, make a living at it? Um, it actually was kind of recently uh, with Motionless. I think f- five years ago, maybe. I kind of was, like, a f- I floated a lot. Like, I didn't live at home. I kind of lived, lived on people's couches. Um, I used to live with Angelo, our old drummer. I think our rent was, like, $400. It was, like, $200 a piece. And I actually had to move out. I had to move out because I couldn't afford it. That's how sad it was. Yeah, I swear to That was, like, eight. Yeah, that was, like, real life. Um, but it got to the point where it's, like, I would peep sleep on people's couches, and I didn't have credit cards. I didn't have, like, car payment. So I can – I was living off anything. So for me, like – I didn't, I would rather be on the road because, you know what I mean? We'd get food paid for or like, or there'd be a place for us to stay. So, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, I I felt like it always paid for itself. It always was whether it just depends on what level you wanted it to be like it to a point where it's like, you know, when did I, when did I be able to afford a house or a car or this was, I don't think I don't know because I've, I kind of, 
was the dude that um, was always that dude like having my like dipping my hands in other other things whether it was store stuff car stuff house stuff like I'm a very like creative and clever human being you know where it comes to to business especially and you know I, I I'm very lucky at that and you know I've never you know I've never I never look backwards I always look forward so you know it, it just kind of has all blossomed from that and you know I, I don't know because it depends on what you what you think that actual statement means like some people like some people don't have any place to live but they're still touring and they're paying for their life their cell phone bill you know that's all i have to pay for so touring is paying for your cell phone bill or you know some people are paying for their mortgage some people are paying for an apartment or a car loan it depends on what you describe as living i guess if that makes sense no, definitely. And and you definitely seem like that nomadic type, you know, and so I think the touring life is, you know, perfect for you, you know, getting to getting to constantly be in a new place and having a place to sleep and having a place to eat, you know, like that. That's like seems like your ideal. Yeah, it was it was like my life. I loved it and I never wanted to come home. And that's kind of when I I I hit that when I when I hit that wall of. I wanted to be home more than I wanted to be on tour. I kind of knew, you know, and it wasn't, it was pretty, the last couple of years for me were just rough. You know, I was in a relationship, you know, I had a store, I have dogs, you know, I had all this stuff and it was like, and then being on the road was, like I said, it was more of a business. And I was just like, I was falling and falling and falling into this pit of like, I felt like I was losing control of, of, of something that I've been a part of for a decade. And I felt like very, you kind of feel useless when there's all these, like, you feel like a puppet. You're just like, you just exist. And I feel like, Oh, the irony. Uh, oh, the irony. I, I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you picked that up. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh my God. Of um, course. But it's real. That I mean, that's real. And it's like being, especially being like, you know, I'm a very like mm, leader. My personality is very like leader, leader esque. And it's like, you can't have too many of those personalities in one place or it just becomes toxic and it kind of you know it kind of did and and i wanted to leave before it got you know toxic so it, it was kind of a, a good time and you know i i don't regret leaving you know at all like i love where i'm at in my life and you know it's 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 been a good ride and i can't like i, I always tell people people are like blah 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 it's not about dying i'm like listen i'll die tomorrow and i'm pretty happy about it like I'm pretty stoked on how my life turned out and what happened in my life and the things I've accomplished for being a 28 year old dude like kill me now I'm gonna be all right is it true that they sleep suicide style on their bus is that a true thing um no because that is the rumor (laughs) that that everybody does that's people are like Oh, dude. no, no, no. People are like, Chris Motionless sleeps suicide style because he doesn't give a no, fuck. No, definitely does not. <laughs> Nobody does. You know, actually, you know who does? Ghost Tell Ghost me. does once in a while. No way. What a... Oh, God. I don't know why. I feel like he did for a while, but he was the only person... Everybody else, we, we slept pretty normally. We're pretty um, basic... We were pretty basic people. I love the rumors. I never like debunked any of the rumors. I was always just like, sure. I'm like, okay, you know, like there's, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book one day about all the things that people have, have said. Like, I remember when we first signed a fearless and people were like, 
you guys wear black, right? Because Fearless makes you wear black. And I'm like, sure. If you, sure. If that makes if that makes you want to talk about our band, say that. It's cool. Amazing. Oh, it's so it's such a good way to look at it. You're just like, well, first of all, you don't give a fuck, which I think is amazing and you should always keep that attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, like you're right. Like good press, bad press, whatever. It's, you know, people it's are talking about. It's not bad press, it was just fun. Like it's it yeah, was right. so fun being like <laughs> I try to pride I pride myself in keeping myself like mysterious and like people are like you have lots of money i'm like do i like cool like or like like what is what is lots of money yeah, and i'm like, like that you know I just, like what i does keep that everything mean? at this like i don't let anybody see like with when i was in a relationship you know no one saw inside you know it's like with my life no one saw inside they you know i push i kept people at an arm's length which is you know, I'm a very, my personal life is very personal, you know, and I keep it, you know, I keep it like that because I love the mystery of what people, I love when people, you know, over, like get overzealous about stories and this stuff. Cause that's great. I love like fairy tales and crazy shit and anything where it comes to like, like I love Disney movies. I love things that are just like obnoxiously obnoxious. So it's like, if people think of my life as a Disney movie, that's amazing. Like some people think like my life is all like peaches and cream. And I'm like, listen, I've had such fuck this year for me has been dog shit. Like not in like a business sense or anything, but like my personal life. And like, it's, it's been like a loop and it's been crazy and it's been a great, 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 great year. And also a shit year. So it's been like, that's what normal people do. They have normal fucking lives. And I just keep it at like an arm's length. So people don't understand they can think what they want to think, and I like that. I think a lot of that also has to do with, you know, uh, being in the public light, you know? Like, you don't want people to know all of your shit, you know? It's and terrifying. I feel like with social media, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Like, and, and you think about, like, people say, like, oh, yeah, like, they don't know who I am. Like, the government doesn't know me. Like, everybody fucking knows who you are. Like, everyone knows, like, you exist. Like, you can't hide. Yeah. You can't hide. No one can hide. And it, it, I think that's hilarious when people are like, they try to stay off the... I'm like, listen, it, I, I talk about something and Facebook tells me about it like in five minutes. So I'm, 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 I'm sure the government's watching and they can watch all they fucking want. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I, You're like, I don't care. Like, like come on. Alien, aliens come exist. Out. The government exists. Yes. It's just, that's yes. just life. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Yep. That's it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great podcast. Okay, bye. Yeah, no, see ya. <laughs> Aliens is this. Bye. All right. Okay, like, later. That's it. Tom DeLong, you're yeah. next. Let's do this. <laughs> I wish. Next. Okay, so uh, I want to... This is something that I really want to talk about a lot on this podcast because it's one of those things that doesn't get talked about and it's often overlooked. Um, mental health on the road. Tell me how that comes into play as much as you would like to talk about it. To be honest... It, the morale is always super high, you know, for the most part. It's pretty, like, whatever. But the big thing is loneliness, and you don't think that it's a real thing because you're around fucking, like, 10s, 20s, 30s of people. But, like, you, when you go to bed at night, you, you, like, drift into this spot of, like, just utter loneliness because you're by yourself. Like, you're in – you might be with all those people around you, but you're all dudes. You don't, you don't talk about emotions. You don't, like – um, you don't build like 
this crazy shit you talk about like dude shit whatever but you don't ever get into these emotional conversations with people that you spend 24 hours a day with because you don't want to like have this awkward day tomorrow about like this blah 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 so it's just that's the biggest thing for was for me was loneliness and I just felt I used to feel so alone and so like disconnected with real life like you'd leave your hometown and and the next time you come back there's a new building built and there's like people life people's lives have moved on and you like have to start over from it's like you like push pause you push pause and you get back and you go to push play but it was you forgot to, it was like you forgot to push pause and it just kept going and you have to try to catch up on all this stuff and by the time you were done catching up you have to leave again and then you'd leave and then you you couldn't connect with anything and there was no connections and that's a big problem with my life like me personally is like I can't connect I couldn't connect with anything because so much shit in my life was going on and I I I grew up in a house full of dudes so it's like I had no emotions like I was like a stone wall and like I've I've had like emotional issues and it's from you know growing up in a house in a dudes going into a band full of dudes and just being around like just bullshit and very like it was crazy but like it's it, it does take a toll on you and I feel like I had to go see a therapist like I didn't think I would ever I was like I'm fucking I'm a dude I don't I don't do that shit and I went to see a therapist and she was like you're fucked up but I'm like thanks I appreciate it she's like you're very intelligent I'm like thank you but she's like you gotta like talk like she had she's like you don't talk she's like and I'm like no listen I talk all the fucking time I don't shut up no she's like but you need to talk about like Toronto shut your hole she's like but you need to talk about like life like real shit like Cause I was like that. I was always like that. Very, I'm a very personable human. Like I'm a person that all the kids always talk to. Like I was that dude, but I was talking about other people's problems and never my own. Like I'm like a fix it kind of dude, and um, I would never fix my own shit. And that was my problem. Like I would I would always be on the road and like you know talking to these fans and these kids about like their lives and how to help fix their lives, and I never fixed my own. So I was just. You know, I felt very broken and very like unwanted at some points and very lonely. So, and I, I know most dudes are like that. I most you know females too are in the in the music industry. You know what I mean? So it's like it, it's just honestly, it's just lonely. And you might think you know all these fans are like yes, this, 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 and all the dudes in your band or the chicks in your band are like yes, yes, yes. But in the end of the day, it's just super lonely, and that's where it really. Get, breaks you down you know yeah and I want to touch on you know that loneliness I do want to talk about uh Chester Bennington because people in our scene you know like he was a huge influence on everybody you know but uh so like it's it's actually crazy because I understand exactly where he was coming from where it's like they're like oh there's all these people around you worshiping who you are but when you get to this level of importance people don't actually want to talk to you and it's actually an, it's it's crazy like people don't want to talk to a person that they think is above them or whatever which isn't true it's like that dude just wanted to talk to people and have like life with people outside of instead of people coming up and just being like a facade like everything was a fa- I'm I mean I'm speaking you know through my own mind but people didn't didn't want to connect with you know they don't want to know about your problems because they want to tell you about their problems and I'm sure that's what they did to Chester is like 
oh, you saved my life, you saved my life, whatever, 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 you know, blah, blah, blah. But no one ever came up to him and said, hey, what's going on in your life? You know what I mean? So it's like everybody pushing their problems on you, pushing their problems on you and not understanding that you have your own problems. And I'm sure that's how it hit him. And, you know, that's how it like because it's true, like what he's feeling, every musician feels. It's just whether they're going to they they're going to push themselves off that edge or not. You know, And it's it's because every musician has had that feeling in their life. And it's it's the truth. Like I can I feel like I can confidently say that and and be there with whether it's like you don't talk to your family, you don't talk to your relationship, you don't talk to your this, you don't talk to your that, whatever. And then when people do talk to you, they want to talk to you about their problems always because they don't think you have problems because you're a rock star. So it's like you have, you live the life, you're fucking famous, you're this. I'm like, listen, there's no money in music anymore. There's no fame in music. There's no mystery in music anymore. It's like you guys stopped buying records. Sorry. There's no... It's yeah, it's literally your fault. That's why you see all those do du- these dudes like making clothing lines and this and I'm I support them. They have I to. support them wholeheartedly, you know what I mean? It's like and it's like you can only buy so many t shirts, obviously, but I wish they would do cooler shit. But um <laughs> True. It's True. it's it's crazy that <laughs> Stop that, making shitty band yeah. tees and make some like clothes, some like grown ass adult ass clothes. Well the thing you know is t shirts are the cheapest thing to make. So they're just like I understand it. And I and I and I always love the grind and I love the hustle and I I'm a hustler. I'm a fucking through and through like if you saw me at my store like I had my store on Warp Tour, I was at the tent every fucking day. I got up at six in the morning, I would go set up the tent, I would go help the girl that I, I had set up the tent every day, set up the display I'd go play, do meet and greets. I would come back to the to the store table. I would do all that shit, and then I would help her break down at the end of the day. I would get her food. I would get her. I was like, I'm I'm a hustler through and through, and that's what I do, and that's what most band dudes are. But most band dudes are too proud to admit that they're hustlers. You know, they want to like, they think the world is handed to them. They think they can just be like, hey, I have two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand followers. Give me money. Like, it doesn't work like that. I fucking bust my ass. Like, I fucking, I, I recently just bought a, another house and it's, it was a shithole and I went, I renovated all myself, like mostly myself. Like I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Half of it, like my dad was a contractor. So I kind of like, when I was a little kid used to go and watch, but I literally cut a hole in the side of the wall and put a giant door in myself. And it was all from watching YouTube videos. And I'm like. I'm just going to do this myself like because nobody's going to – no one's going to help you. No one's ever going to help you. The only person that's going to help you is your goddamn self, and that's 100% the truth. I want to talk about the local scenes. Like where do you think local scenes are going? Uh, have you seen like a decline in the local scenes? Even though you're like – you know, you haven't been playing music for a little while, but do you think it's, that – It's in the toilet. It's in the toilet. Uh, it's going – It's in the fucking toilet. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, Continue. It's beca- Say it's, more. <laughs> it's because nobody, everything is so accessible, and that's the problem. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to go see this band this week because they're going to be back next week. You know, so that's why. That's why when you play, you know, to take it from local to fucking Mexico. That's why when you go to Mexico, these people treat you like you're Justin Bieber because you don't know when they're going to be back. So here, it's. They're like, oh, you know, I'm, I missed them this week, but they're they're going to be back, so I don't care. You know what I mean? And, and, and they're like, 
it's crazy. We used to play shows. We used to book our own shows and and throw these shows, and all these people would come. So many people would come because there was bands, and there was because people actually cared about music and they cared about you know playing and they and they wanted to form bands and now people don't want to form bands they just want to like make music on their laptop and release it instead of like practicing and playing shows and and whatever now people can create a band in 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 pro tools and not have to play shows and just release music and that's it so there's no grinding anymore there's no playing shows to no people there's like there used to be shows every single week here, every single week. And now it's, you're lucky if there's one a month, one every couple months, you know, I'm sure they still exist. I've been kind of out of touch, but, um, it's still like, it used to flourish so hard, but to be, I'm thinking about gas, gas prices, like to get five dudes to a venue at the same time, plus all these kids this, and you know, it's, it's it's actually I think it's gone up a tiny bit in the last like year or two, but it's definitely hasn't. It's not where it used to be, and it used to be like crazy. Like you remember seeing those like videos of like local shows when people were like stage diving and and like. Oh, dude! I remember like I because I lived out of the country. I lived in Australia the first time. Not the first time I saw you guys. I think like the second or third, but uh. I remember seeing videos from like Chain Reaction in Orange County, and now I like live down the street from yeah, it. You know, and, and it's, it's 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 super surreal. Those were, those were local shows. A lot of those, like when yeah. they like oh, yeah. Eighteen Visions, Avenged Sevenfold, Bleeding Through. Those were yeah. their local shows. Like, and that's crazy to think about. And and now you have people that are like big bands are like begging for people to come to shows, begging, and it's like. They won't spend over $20 for a ticket. And it's like, okay, then come to a show, buy merch, like support your bands instead of like, we get it. You, you, we get it. You stream their album on you and Spotify. Cool. There's five people in the band and you get a percentage of a percentage of a percentage. Like it's tough through and through because everybody's in your pocket. And it's like, whether you're a local band or a, a national major label band, it's like, it's it's tough when you have to sh- when you have to just grind and grind and grind and it takes a lot out of you and it's like you spend and spend and spend and you're just like seeing there's I still see bands that were like crazy been touring for some of the first tours that we were on touring in vans and then 10 years later still touring in a van like that's like some that's some balls like that's that's dedication like through and through like that would stress me out but you kind of you know, it's it's just, you know, the way of the grind. And it's like, if someone doesn't like your band, if it's not cool, if it's not... I know some bands that are fucking the best musicians I've ever seen in my life, ever, and still only playing to 100, 200, 300 people. And it's like, you see bands that don't aren't worth a goddamn dick and they're fucking playing to thousands of people. You know, it's like, fuck. It's like, shit. Like, bands like periphery and chan and like those dudes should be should be playing like tesseract yeah should be playing like arenas you know what i mean like they're amazing and 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 bands like bands like you know our bands are like whatever like i'm not a classically trained musician i don't deserve to be in front of these people like you know what i mean it's like 
I'm not worthy, you know what I mean, through and through. And it's like those people get fucking pushed to the side because they're not cool, or they're not doing, they're not wearing the right clothes, or they're not good looking enough. Like, it's a, it's a pity. It's, it sucks. It sucks. But yeah, you, you get it. So tell me about the strange and unusual and how that got started and what made you want to create that. It kind of started from uh, when me and Ryan first started dating. We kind of our ideas of dating were like we'd go to estate sales and we'd go to like antique shopping and stuff like that. And we would just collect stuff and collect stuff and collect stuff. And we didn't have any room to put anything. We actually just put it in my garage and it kind of, you know, just kept building up. And we're like, what do we do with all this shit? And then one day we're just like, let's open a store. Let's just try it out. And we had no money between both of us. We had like very little amounts of money. And we're like, I remember my accountant was like, do not open the store. You're an idiot. It's like financial suicide. And he's not my accountant anymore, obviously. Um, <laughs> because Ball yeah. says, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> That's literally my life. It's just like, I love when people fucking put me down. But um, yeah, we, we kind of started like that. And it, and it, and it was just you know, collecting and collecting. And I obviously like coming from a background of like, you know, I guess goth, like whatever punk skater, like dude, like you like skulls, skulls are cool. You know, you collect, I remember collecting my first skull and being like, this is crazy. This is nuts. And then now I have like the gnarliest shit. And I'm like, what happened? And it grows. It just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And it it just started and it just snowballed and, and people like really grasped onto it. You know, it's like, we're doing so well and it's so crazy to think that I have two location, two retail stores being 28 years old and, and, and just, we're trying to open a third one this year. Well, I'm trying to open a third one this year and like, just kind of like, I feel like I'm so fortunate to, for, to have what I have and, and what's happened and like, we're, we're growing and growing and growing and, and I'm just happy, you know what I mean? Like happy for that, that side of my world is just, it's, it's flourishing. And, and I have, like I said, I never look back. I always look forward and I'm always ready for like the next thing. And, and I'm always, I'm a risk taker, like through and through, just like mm-hmm. risk brings reward always, you know what I mean? Whether it's, it's, it might not be rewarding in money. It might not be rewarding in success, but it's rewarding in like growth and learning and, I've risked so much shit or I've tried. If you talk to any of the dudes in the band, they're like, oh, yeah, we get it. Balls had like 96 million fucking ideas of everything that he wanted to do. But I was always a dude that's like, all right, I'm a dreamer. Like, I want this. I want this. I want this. I want to try this. I want to try this. And I would actually fucking try it, you know, to be like and be like, you know, if if you try a million things, one might just stick, you know, And, and my one my one thing stuck, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Like I want to open another store this year. I want to open a restaurant this year. Like I want to do cool shit. Yeah. I want to do like, are we going to do, are we doing like a, a goth themed, like same kind of thing for your restaurant idea? Um, I'm actually, I don't want to tell you. Um, it's a, well, you can tell me later. Yeah. I'll tell you later, but it's good. It's actually, <laughs> tell me later. it's a themed, it's a themed restaurant, which is, which is cool. And I think, That's I think right. my, I think the fans will like it and I think people will like it. That's the key right there. And, and I, you know, I talked to Maddie Mullins from Memphis Mayfire and, you know, he has his uh, hair pomade company on point pomade. And uh, that's, that's his like side business, you know, and it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like he wanted to, um, he didn't want to necessarily make it so that it was associated with the band. He wanted it to be something completely separate, but he knew that fans would still back it. 
So that sounds like it's kind of the same thing for you as well. If you ever noticed, I never connected the band with my store ever because I didn't want the bands to ever think I would, the band dudes to ever think I was leeching off them or anything like that. I was, I mean, of course I use my platform. Like, you know, I'm not going to be like, Hey kids don't like any of this shit. Like, you know what I mean? But you know, I never connected them. Like I didn't even, my merch girl that came on Warped Tour didn't ride in the motionless bus. She rode on Vanna's bus. And all of my merch rode on another band's bu- Vanna's bus because I didn't want anything to do with them, like, ever thinking that I was using that. Pl- I paid a lot of fucking money to not have them on our bus, and it kind of pissed me off a little bit. But what are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's what you got to do sometimes. You got to sacrifice a whole hell of a lot of money in this industry. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. So... How did it feel to go from, you know, having, you know, being like a broke kid to having multiple retail stores and being successful and finally having, you know, income and a house and shit? It's weird because you don't ever think of it that way. Like, I still think of myself as this, like, little poor trailer trash kid, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it'll never change. It's the same thing with being in a band. Like, huge bands will tell you that they're not big. And if they're real, if they're actually big, they're not going to tell you they're big. Like, you go up to the dudes in Slipknot, you're like, you dudes are the biggest fucking band in the world. They're like, they're like nah, we're doing, we're all right. We're doing cool. It's cool. You know what I mean? And that's that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I may doing, I may do, you know, my stores are doing very well and I'm doing very well, like, you know, financially or whatever. And, you know, but you don't think of it that way you're like all right you know i'm still that same human being and you're just kind of trucking and trucking and trucking you're like what's next what's next what's next and i never think of like <clears throat> i never settle i'm never gonna settle i'm a, i'm that kind of dude it's like you know it's not saying that there's nothing it's not good enough or the money's there's not enough money but it to me i don't need money for money i need you need money to breed creativity because if you have think of it think of tomorrow if a million dollars was just put into your bank account what would happen this huge weight would just come off your shoulder you don't have to pay rent right now you have to pay your car payment your cell phone you're just like what can i do and that would breed the most creativity in your life that's ever been ever been had you know what i mean cuz you're like you can focus on your craft like you can focus on this this your podcast your 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 singing your whatever you're doing because that weight is off your shoulders and that's why that's why people are like why do you always want to make money? Why do you always want to make money? Because money gives me the opportunity to do these cool things. Yeah, to make to make cool shit. Like, <clears throat> if I didn't have a couple dollars to make the store, the store would have never happened if I had no money. You know what I mean? Like, this new music would have never happened if I didn't have money to be able to drive to the studio and get studio time and do this. And, like, this restaurant would never happen if I didn't have the money from my stores to be able to do them and do cool shit. Like to bring cool shit to my area and that would never be here because of money. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, that's, I can't fucking pay in hugs. You know what I mean? But I would, if I could, you know, but despite what every fan out there thinks you cannot pay for merch and hugs. I've given very, very large amounts of hugs out. Very many. <laughs> Almost an overdose of hugs. Honestly. Okay, so I want to go back to uh, Warp Tour real quick because, you know, it is coming to a close. And uh, I want to know your thoughts on it and how, like, you played your first, like, when you played your first Warp Tour, how was that experience and when was it? It was, I, it was so long ago, I don't even remember. That's what, I don't even remember what year it was, like 2008 maybe, 2007. Um, 
maybe 2009 i don't know one of those three years um and it was unreal like no one would watch us we were on a stage that wasn't even on the bubble no one cared that we were there but i was the happiest i was ever we would we would have to drive ourselves and you know how far those warp tour drives are like every single one brutal so and you guys were you were in a van, we in a yeah? Van. We were in a twelve passenger van. Nope. It was shit. No. Nope. It was shit. And we were I remember driving throughout the night and we would promote ourselves. You see those dudes in the line. We would do we did that. Like we sat we stood in line. We tried to sell our CDs. We promoted our merch. Like we were the dudes I remember walking around with our huge six by six banners with our time, like motionless and white playing the east coast indie stage at three o'clock with these huge like walking around just like being obnoxious and like trying to get people to watch us and i remember sleeping under the van countless times when it's raining outside we used to pull and we used to pull with like carpool with other vans and do like make a square with our vans and trailers and sleep in the walmart parking lot like at the warp tour that like down the street from the warp tour getting ready to be up at nine o'clock in the eight o'clock in the morning after we just drove from 11 o'clock at night to six o'clock in the morning getting two hours of sleep just trying to figure out if we're gonna like lose our minds or not but it was the happiest i've ever been ever like till this day till this day that was the happiest i ever was it was like the, those warp tour days like it was just so iconic and so crazy and so intense you'd see these huge bands and they just walk right past you and you're like hey hey like this is crazy. Like this is nuts. Like, you know, and, and you just you can they would talk to you because they didn't give they didn't give a fuck. They were well, I, usually they're pretty pissed off because it was like a hundred degrees and no one fucking liked their life at the at the point. But it was just something that was so surreal to me because that was like that would be like me today going and buying my own private jet and like getting on it and just getting flown somewhere that's like that that's exactly what that feeling feels like the day that i go and buy myself a, a plane and get flown somewhere across the world that's when that feeling will probably come back which i don't see hopefully in the near future let's you know three years i'm gonna say three years you better pick right. me up if, if, if i get up. if i buy a plane i'll pick you up you better. I'm. I'm holding you to that. It's uh, recorded. <laughs> it's recorded. Yeah. For everyone to hear. So if, if, any, if anybody owns any planes, I want to give them away, please. But uh, but yeah, <clears throat> it, it's crazy. You know that warp those warp tour days. You know it's a bummer that it's coming to an end. But all good things come to an end. You know what I mean? What are you gonna do? You know it wasn't gonna last forever, and it lasts for a lot longer than anybody ever thought it would. And you have to you have to you have to hang up your reins and able for something new to breed. And it's 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 not that Warp Tour might come to an end, but Kevin Lyman's an intelligent, intelligent dude, and something else is coming. Whether it's from him or someone, something that he'll be a part of, the dude is tired. Like the dude's yeah, fucking right. Tired. Like let the man fucking take a nap. He was Shit. on. He would be at every show, most shows, every and then, show, every and then day. As soon as that day. tour ended, what were you doing? Planning the next year, like. It was like clockwork, you know, and then the dude would try to go fishing and people would just bother him, you know, it's crazy. It's it was. So I, 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 I got to say fishing with Kevin Lyman on Warp Tour is probably the greatest thing ever. It's though. humbling. Oh, yes. Good talks. Good yeah, talks. So, but I mean, Definitely. it's it's due. I mean, it's due. He the dude needs a fucking break. And I think people should just get off his ass and let it. I would love to play some of the days with my new stuff. Like I would love to come and play Scranton and. And be able to play, like, even open up main stage. I would love that on the last year. You know, I mean, I didn't 
I don't know if they would even let me, but I would love to, to be a part of it at least, you know, at least one day, you know, maybe I'll reach out. Who knows? You know? Yo, Kevin Lyman. Yeah. Can balls play yeah, please, on the Warped please, Tour? Please, Kevin. Please. Just like one day. Just give me it's fine. one day open, open main stage. <laughs> So you, you know, joined the band and, and you started, you know, networking. Tell me about your networking, you know, strategy, if you did that with any other bands or crew on tour or anything like that. Um, I think if you went and talked to anybody that we've ever toured with or ever like been a part of, they'll say that they probably talked to me out of the band because I was always the dude that loved to like, I loved having friendships and I loved networking and I loved like like I said, I, I always, I was always that like hustle dude. I'll be like, yo dude, you have this thing. Let me help you do this or, and I'll help you, you know, if you help me do this thing, you know, I was always like, it's like show trades back in the day, you know, and I, that I kept that motto my entire life. And, and, uh, it, it's, it's just kind of how, wait, I forgot the question. Fuck. Shit. Uh, how you like your networking process when you started like playing warp tour with uh, motion? Oh yeah, like I would always instead of like sucking the dicks of other bands, like which most band dudes do, I would like make friends with like production and you know the back the behind the scenes dudes. Like those were my favorite people. You know what I mean? Like I always got along. Like even till this day, I, got, I get along with my crew. I talk to the motionless crew dudes. More than I've talked to the band. I haven't. I talked to like Ghost in the last like five months. I wish Ryan a happy birthday today, and that was that was the last first time I talked to him in like four months. You know what I mean? Like, but I talked to like Josh Carell, like ROTM, and like Rich Vargo, and all those dudes, and like Shelby, and like I talked to them like on like a weekly basis, like all the time. And it's like I've always connected, like even like johnny from warp tour kenny like i still have con- and like bobby i still have connections with those people like and even you know our booking agent from uh, you know our manage old managers like i was always the dude that if i feel like when band dudes like if they need something from you they'll they'll talk to you but if they don't they're not going to talk to you and i was the kind of dude like hey uh <laughs> do you want to be friends or, or what like I was like that kind of dude because I love friends. I love friendships because not only because when you make real friendships, those people will always be there for you. Like when I put out new music, I can call – I'll call Ben Bruce tomorrow and be like, yo, dude, can you post this please? And he'll be like, no problem, you know, no no issue. Like I, I have those kind of relationships where it's like uh, – same thing with Ben. I'll tell him to go fuck himself on his Instagram on a daily basis because it's hilarious. And you know what I mean? He'll do the same thing back to me. And, you know, we've, we've just have that kind of friendship. And it's like, I have that friendship with a lot of people, like very close, very intimate, you know, friendships that like, that I love. They're not like a facade. They're not like bullshit. They're not, you know, here nor there, you know, I'm not the kind of dude. It's like, yo, will you come take my photos? Like, we'll be best friends right now. Like, cool. We're best friends. We're best friends. We're best friends. And then the next day, after you take the photos, never answer your phone calls again. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, look at this. I mean, look, look at this. Like I, you know, I mean, I didn't have to fucking do this podcast. I can just fucking sweep it under the, under the thing. And when do I not answer your text messages? You know what I mean? It's, and it's, 
it's amazing because you can tell like who the real ass like authentic people are like yeah we all get busy but like to take the time out of your day to just you know send like hey yeah i'll take an hour like let's do it you know like and it's it's most dudes would probably say yes and yes and not do it they'll just be like oh dude i'm busy oh yeah like whatever but like it doesn't hurt me to do this like it doesn't it's not taking like yeah it's taking an hour out of my day but what the fuck was, i was gonna be i'm literally watching the office and like playing with my dogs like i can pause it for an hour like most and that's what most people are doing right now well not watching the office because they're not worthy but um but that's what most people are doing they're like sitting there with their foot up their ass because they're too cool to be able to do this or that and this like and i have i have kids message me all the time like hey can you, i had this girl send me a fucking letter that was like blah 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 i don't know if you'll ever read this blah blah blah. but no it was her mother and she was like can you please sign this and send it back and i fucking signed it and send it back because i'm a human being and i it takes me three seconds and i've had a lot of a lot of them come in and i'll just forget like nine nine times out of ten i'll forget and i just won't do it but if i'm like if someone's like hey can you sign this and send it to my, this my daughter and i'm like yeah fuck yeah are you kidding like you know what i mean and that's what yeah and it's like most people are like oh, i'm not gonna go out of my way for three seconds and fucking do this like no way like i'm not that kind of dude and i'm I'm here and i'm like i'm a human and i'm the dude let me put it in perspective for you this is the kind of person i am and the kind of people that i surround myself with if you called if you were in scranton and your car broke down at 2 a.m and you called me at 2 a.m was like yo my fucking tire just blew out and i need some tools i will get up and drive to you and help you fix your tire and i surround myself with those kind of people but you know the damn well there's people that you call they'll they'll look at their phone and even if it says like emergency sos like i need your help they'll just be like like they're not important in my life i don't need them they're not they won't they don't they're not doing me any good in my life like they're not helping me out to get to the next level like i don't care if you're like a teacher uh, a burger king employee like a fucking if you're the president like whatever i'm gonna i'll answer your phone call like i'm gonna i'm that dude like unless i'm literally like dead asleep where i can't hear it like i still answer my mom calls me every fucking night at like 3 a.m and i just stopped answering your calls like last year like every single night at 3 a.m because i was terrified that something was wrong you know what i mean but she's like just she's like hammered fucking hammered drunk every goddamn night and calling me at 3 a.m to be like hey so what are you doing i'm like i'm fucking sleeping like is there something wrong and she's like no i just wanted to talk i'm like it's 3 or 4 a.m and i just hang up and that was like literally until like um when i was dating ryan she'd be like why do you keep answering and i'm like for the off chance that something is fucking wrong you know what i mean and i'm always like ready for that like all right i gotta go put on my jacket i'm going what are we doing what are we doing who are we killing who we you know what are we doing like i'm I'm always fucking ready networking yeah is is such a huge part of what we do and it's so crazy like to get to get from (laughs) in 2011 me going to warp tour and Chris telling me I'm going on stage to scream with you guys to now you on a podcast like that's it's crazy like it's crazy how one instant can change everything and that was my warped tour experience so that's like it's crazy it's it's all about you like kind of connecting with people on the right level and being like persistent but not being a fucking piece of shit you know what I mean I'm sure there was times where you were persistent where people were just like, fuck, god damn it, like, leave me alone. But then there's some days where people are just like, 
yeah, all right, what are we doing? How are we doing this? Like, it's being persistent, but be, not being a piece of shit or not being an asshole and being res- the biggest word in the music industry is respect. You know what I mean? If you're respecting my my world, I'm respecting yours. No matter no matter what, if you're a, a fan, a mom, a photographer, anything. If you're respecting me, I'm respecting you. And most musicians kind of honor that, but most are just some are just shitty. You know, <laughs> they're shitty yeah. people. Lots a lot, of them. Yeah, a lot of them are yeah. shitty, but <laughs> a lot of them aren't. So you know, you got to take your. There's a lot of fucking musicians out there, and you can't justify it on. You know, a lot of people hate Motionless off of like meeting someone in the band. And they were having a bad day. Yeah, it's like I've had fucking shitty days, and I've told people to go fuck themselves because I've no, I've never done that. I've never done that. But uh, I, you know, I mean, there's days when I wanted to tell people to go fuck them. I'm, I'm too, I'm too fucking nice. But um, I've had, you know, I, some people just have bad days, and you can't judge them. And I was like, even like seeing bands live, I give them three chances. Like, cause mm-hmm. it could you be a bad to. day, could be a shitty sound. It's like, the same with fucking science, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's crazy. It's like people are like, "Oh, he gave me a bad look. Fuck that band." Or like, he's wearing an outfit that I don't like. Fuck that band. He's playing a, a one song that I don't like. Fuck that band. Like, it goes with everything. Like political views, music, um, relationships. It's like one thing shouldn't taint how you view a, a spectrum of everything. It's like. Be intelligent. Think for your fucking self and be more knowledgeable about what the fuck is going on in their life and not just you, yours, you selfish piece of shit, you know? True, true. All right, so uh, last question, and uh, hopefully hopefully you can answer it. Uh, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started? I don't know. That's a good question. That I wish I knew. Something that I wish I knew. Um... I wish I knew not to try to be cool. That always would bite me in the ass. Like trying to be like too cool for a for some instance like where it's like I don't know never held my I never like held my chin up, but you know it's like like I said these days like I'll fucking sweep your floor for 5 bucks and like help you wash your windshield like I'm nobody, you know what I mean? Like Every day of my life, I view myself on the exact same level as everybody around me. Whether you, like I said, you work at McDonald's, whether you're the president of the United States, because you never know who's watching and who's there to help you. And I wish I realized that earlier. Like the people that are around you that are like, think of yourself. You know what I mean? Like you were just a fan, some girl that was just whatever, like but we treated you like you were a fucking normal ass person and you know what happened now look at you like you're you're doing like the ap shit you're doing like your little your, your podcast bullshit you know what i mean you could be fucking whatever's next and whatever you know i don't you know what i mean like you can be what if tomorrow you're the fucking president of the united states you know what i mean and I'll, i don't i mean fuck if i know it could happen that's what i mean like i i, <laughs> I always treat everybody like i try to treat everybody like they're going to be not that I, I need them to be the president of the United States, but like you never know when you're gonna have to lean on someone, and you're never gonna know when someone's gonna have to lean on you. And I'm always there for someone to lean on me, and I'm always there for it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a, a homeless person or if you're, like I said, like the president of the United States. I hope you're not the president of the United States, because if you're <laughs> Donald Trump, you're fucked. Fuck that guy. 
But like, I'll say yeah. it. I know the government hears it. Fuck that That's guy. Right. You know what? To be honest, let me be truthful. I thought oh as a small business. Did you vote no, for him? No, I didn't. But I, I <laughs> almost did in in earlier stages. As a small business. As a small business owner, this dude was like a godsend. A godsend. I was like, I was like, no fucking way. Like this is gonna be sick. Like, and I'm not. I'm not Republican. I'm more like libertarian. You know. But it's like, hey, cat, what are you doing? So, but. It, I thought this dude was going to, because he's a business owner. I'm a business owner. I understand the, the views of a business owner and how they want, how they think. But this dude just kept opening his fucking mouth. I'm like, ugh. I'm like, if you didn't open your mouth as much as you did, you may not have won, but now you're like the most hated person in this fucking existence. And I'm like, in the world, like, fuck. Like, in the actual world, like, congratulations. It's so stupid. And I, I kind of had faith. Like, and uh, when I was talking to Ryan, she was just like, I was like, hey, I might, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards this dude. And this was early. I mean, it was bullshit. Like, I was like, yeah, this dude's just saying whatever because he's trying to get votes. But then more and more when I got to know who he was, I was just like, this dude is actually fucking insane. Like, this is crazy. But I mean, you know, political views aside, like, I, I just want everybody to be successful. You know what I mean? Like I want, I always say, um, I'll always hold my hand out and, and pull someone with me, but I just hope they pull me with them when they go ahead of me. You know what I mean? Like I'll always like, if someone's like, Hey, do you have this contact for this or this or this? I'm like, yes, of course. You know what I mean? And it's always going to be a hundred percent. Yes. And it's always going to be, you know, how can I help you? Always. And like I said, that's always bites me in the ass. Like I'm always the person that's helping, helping, helping. And those kind of the people are the saddest. You know what I mean? Like I'm fucking sad. You know, I'm a normal, I'm a, I'm a human being. I'm fucking sad, you know? And it's just, just how it is. And it's like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a human being. And like what, you know, bring it all the way back around to Chester is like that dude was a human being and he just wanted someone to talk to him. Like he just wanted someone to be like, like a human being, not like, not like a fan, not like a a, a a network executive, not this. Just as like, yo, bro, let's go get chicken wings and fucking like just chat about some bullshit. Like that's all you need. Like don't fucking take a picture with me. Don't ask me to sign anything right now. Like let's just be real humans. Let's go fucking flea marketing. Buy some chicken wings, some pizza. Like this is real shit. And that's, you know, that's, I think we can, uh, we can end that on a very high note. <laughs> Oh yeah, I think uh, next time I go to Scranton, I know what we're yeah, doing. I listen. <laughs> you have no idea. We have the best pizza and the best wings ever. Yo, PA knows how to uh, do some fucking pizza. Let me tell you. It ya. is. I, I I've been everywhere, and I can easily say that we have better pizza than anybody. Anybody. Like Lorenzo's. Lorenzo's though? is good. I have. I love Angelo's pizza. That's up by me. It's so. Angelo's is bomb. And it's like we have we have this place called Hops and Barley, the best fucking chicken wings I've ever had in my life, and they're so cheap for fourteen chicken wings. I think it's like five bucks, six bucks. Oh my god! And I'm like, getting a flight right now. Listen, I'm on the way. It's worth it. Honestly, worth it. But it's it's crazy, you know. And it's I love this area, and I'll never move. I'll never leave. And I'm happy and also sad. <laughs> Always sad. Always, forever sad. I, I'm forever seen emo boy, like, you know, 1999. Exactly like you yeah, would I'm think. Exa- <laughs> I'm exactly what you think I am. <laughs> I'm sad and yes. I'm emotional and I'm still stuck in 2005. Love my cam, like, 
I'm just sad, you know? Oh, yeah. Just emotional dude. And, and you just don't give a and fuck. And I just don't, you just don't, don't give, give a, a fuck. fuck what you think about me or what I think about you. It's just, I'm here to be here, and that's it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, hey, I'm happy to have you here, and I'm glad you were here. Uh, where can people find you on the social medias and uh, your businesses uh, and all of your things? I don't want anybody to find me. No, I'm kidding. I'm just all kidding. right. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like people know my outlet. You know, it's just Josh Balls on Instagram, yeah, yeah. And, and know my store. Please, you know, check us out. It's the strange and unusual on Instagram and all the yes. social networks. You know, and for all your dead needs and your uh, <laughs> and anything that's gonna you know haunt you in your sleep. So soon to supply coffins and uh, we sell co- <laughs> mortician surfaces. We sell coffins and mortician makeup kits and wait. You sell like full size like coffins. Oh yeah, caskets. Oh Do you know God. there's a so difference between coffins could... and caskets? A lot of people don't know that. I did not. Are, oh wait, are the caskets the ones that are like shaped more like differently, Cas- or caskets is it something? Are, tell me. Caskets more. are where you're buried, and they're four sides. A coffin is like your traditional like vampire six side. I uh, I got yeah, yelled yeah. at by a, a funeral director once because I, I told him that I wanted a coffin, and he said, "Those aren't coffins; those are caskets." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever. Fuck you." So ever since that day, I'm just like, all right, there's differences. And a lot of people don't know, and I'm instilling that knowledge upon everyone. And making them all feel like idiots as well. (laughs) Listen, I I was there, so I get it. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Sweet. Hey, anytime, man. Thanks for coming Mm -hmm. on. Good luck with all of your endeavors. I shall try. (laughs) All right. Cool. Do you want me to... I'm going to push... Do you want me to stop this now? I gotta say, Balls, that was not the strangest or most unusual podcast I've ever done, but I'm so glad you took the time to be on here, man. I love this guy's story. I love everything he talks about, everything he stands for. He just doesn't put up with bullshit, and I think that that's great, and I think more people need to not put up with bullshit. (laughs) If you guys want to keep up with everything Balls is doing, hit him up at Josh Balls, and go pick up some weird things at The Strange and Unusual Either online or if you are in Kingston, Pennsylvania, you can actually go to the Strange and Unusual Oddities Parlor. The address is 285 Wyoming Avenue in Kingston, Pennsylvania. So if you guys want to go check that out, go do it. If you want to keep up with balls, like I said, go follow the guy. And if you want to know more about myself, first of all, subscribe to Project Freelance. Give it a rating, a comment below. Help the podcast grow and reach more listeners like you. I'll talk to you guys next week. Find me at Anagonio Photography on Instagram and Facebook, KAnagoniophotography.com. I'll see you guys there. Let me know who you want me to bring on the podcast. Talk to you guys soon. Get out there and go create something.